Hello and welcome back to another episode of Stories brought to you by Kiosk M1C. Kiosk M1C is the voice of Lower Stable Street and has curated all shops, events and exhibitions on Lower Stable Street since Cold Drop Shard first opened back in 2018. Their mission has been to support new businesses and provide an environment in which they can thrive and grow. I'm Maria Hanlon and in each episode I'll be finding out the real stories of how these businesses have developed and how the community has helped shape their journey. In episode 13, I chat to Ella Ritchie, the co-founder of IntoArt. IntoArt is an art and design studio in Peckham, home to a collective of artists and designers with learning disabilities. In this episode, we chat about how the IntoArt journey first began over 20 years ago and what's happened since then, including being featured in British Vogue, I mean, no biggie, multiple exhibitions and working with big brands such as Lush and Shelter. It was an absolute pleasure to chat to Ella, and this is a really interesting insight into the world of IntoArt. Enjoy! This is episode 13 with Ella from IntoArt. Okay, so Ella, you're the co-founder of IntoArt. Could you start by explaining what IntoArt is? Yeah, we're um, an art and design studio. We're based in Peckham and we've been running for 23 years now. And we really champion people with learning disabilities to be artists and designers, established, visible and doing the best work. And 23 years, you just said. So how did the journey first begin 23 years ago? What happened to start into art? Um, So I was at art school, so I've come down from the north to study at London Art School at Central St Martins, and I was in my second year there. And, yeah, I mean, I love making art, which is obviously why I study it, it, but I... um, I started working with people with learning disabilities in a play scheme situation, nothing to do with art, just working with people. And um, because I was an art student, I was sort of tasked with doing a lot of artwork. But it really struck me that people with learning disabilities just didn't have the same equity or access to art education that I had. I was at a London art school where I had all these opportunities to make art, to learn about art. But you had a learning disability, you just couldn't access that same um, level of education so that's why we kind of basically set up into art is to establish that amazing and could you just talk a little bit more about the aim in setting it up so when did you you set it up 23 years ago yeah so we set it up so I mean I was 23 at the time so we were quite young and we were fresh out of art school so we set it up when we left art school so you're 23 23 years yeah. ago <laughs> that's easy to remember yeah, I like that um so yeah we set it up and we just basically initially just did a small scale project so we worked with people learning disabilities we had a partnership with um the voluntary sector sort of um youth programs and also then a partner with a gallery so we really it was really important for us to not feel like we were the experts that we were the artists and we could do it all it was really important to us to kind of learn from people who had skills across different areas so that's how we sort of formed our first project and then the project really sort of grew to what we now have now which is like a full-time studio program artists in the studio every day of the week incredible we're going to get a little bit more into that later but how does it work then so how do artists get on board how do they first get involved um so yeah we work with um 24 artists all who have learning disabilities and or or autistic and um basically we have a waiting list so we it's it's not although we call ourselves an alternative art school it's not that after three years you leave because we have a support structure where we support people to be artists for as long as they want to be. So it means that we do work with a relatively small cohort of people. So we have about 24 people that we work with 
And that kind of ranges from people's when they come and start working with us. They do a foundation. So if anybody who's done an art degree knows that the art foundation is the one that you fall in love with first. It's like when you leave school, you go do a foundation and you learn all these different techniques. So you learn printmaking, you learn fashion design, you learn painting, drawing. So we run the equivalent of that. People learn disabilities to have two years doing that. And then they progress into our main studio programme. So yeah. Amazing. And 24, that's like a fair few artists. Was it important to keep it around that number for you or is that just how it sort of ended up yeah we started off with six and we kind of it was just one day a week and then it grew to 12 two days a week and so it's grown to 24 and we kind of settled on that really because although it might you know we I guess because we founded it we have that integrity about making the choices that we think reflect our values and so we would we basically committed to working with a relatively small number of people with really deep level impact rather than have a hundred people coming through the doors doing a one-hour workshop it's very much about really kind of having a big impact definitely and I want to talk a bit about your studio because it's called trifle studio so how do you think that studio differs from other studios and tell me a little bit about when you set that up yeah so Intuart is the kind of main beast of the art studio where lots of things happen and then like a few years ago we basically because we were doing a lot of design work we pulled apart the design studio to have its own identity and so we asked the designers what they wanted to call it and there were lots of names coming around um but um yeah trifle studio is what we landed on that's a good name I like that <laughs> yeah it sounds good we, we did want to call it sausage studio at one point <laughs> but it was kind of that you know when you start googling what dot comms have already gone yeah, yeah. it's like yeah no, trifle is good I like that <laughs> um so yeah trifle studio really it was it still has the same ethos of into art in terms of really championing people to be artists but in this case it's designers and really we are the first design studio working at that level so we do go out and kind of look for brands and collaborations and clients to work with either locally nationally or internationally and it's just really exciting because we know that the artwork produced in the studio is amazing but it's really great to see it when it goes you know see somebody wearing it or on the high street or in a big um, brand collaboration so that's why I can imagine and we're going to talk a bit more about the different projects that Intuart has worked on but first do you remember your first project could you tell me a little bit about that or something that stands out to you kind of early on yeah, I mean, our first project is funny, actually, I drove past where our first project took place like um, a couple of weeks ago. And actually, unfortunately, the whole youth centre has just been demolished oh, and no. is now going to be housing. So it's kind of it's kind of it's interesting to see, knowing that we've been in Peckham for so long, how the space has sort of changed. But I think for us, like that first project, um, I guess it was just the first time that I could put what was really important into action really and I guess like that's what's really was really exciting and I think for us as well although we found it what's really important is the voice of all of the artists voice of people learns abilities is at the center of everything we do so it's kind of from that very beginning it's not going oh we've got a brilliant idea and we're going to provide this service for you it's very much about what are we doing together what do you want to do so it's kind of always asking those questions definitely that must have been really exciting though doing your first project and thinking we're really going somewhere with this this is the start of something super exciting yeah it's good because I mean I kind of also at the same time because I'd finished my BA I did a postgraduate course which was about youth arts development and although we kind of have committed to working with adults with learning disabilities just because once you finish school 
if you have learned disability as an adult, lots of things just in the adult world just drop off. So that's why you prioritise working with adults. But there's a lot of principles within youth work that we kind of learn about kind of how you budget, how you fundraise, how you kind of safeguarding risks, all of those things. So I kind of did a postgraduate course in that, meaning that actually... Like, like I sort of said before, it's like we didn't have that arrogance about, oh, we can just change the world because we're artists and we can kind of just work with all these communities. We wanted to make sure that we had a lot of skills behind us as well. So, For yeah. sure. And on your website, I've had a look at some of the exhibitions you've done. So could you talk to me about a few of those? And I know you've also got one that's going on at the moment, so maybe you could tell us about that too. Yeah, so we've had lots of exhibitions and obviously like in the first early days they started off small scale but then we kind of, you know, obviously I think the main thing is we have to knock on a lot of doors even like 23 years later but gradually kind of things come to us as well. So most recently we've had um, one of the artists had a show in New York was really exciting, so a solo exhibition at White Columns. So that's kind of, you know, a dream scenario where an artist's been working for so long and a curator sort of, you know, really picks up on their work wants to take it and um, we've also had shows at the vna which vna is a really important partner of ours because obviously it's internationally renowned and again i think what's important about some of those partners and what's unique about into art is we work across that art design and craft so you know we do collect um art craft fair as well which is at somerset house and again we've done really well there so it's kind of we have our fingers in lots of pies really so that we can you're doing so much yeah i was loving looking at the website and all the things you're doing and also on there i saw you've done some collaborations and also commissions with your artists and some bigger brands like lush and shelter could you just speak a little bit more about those because particularly the lush one caught my eye because it's beautiful these sort of handmade scarves that they wrap up their products in how did that one come about for example yeah actually for that one lush approach does which is great it's a really good signifier of like you know our work and I think um brand alliance is really important obviously Lush is a really strong ethical brand and also it's really nice that it's kind of on the high street so anybody can buy it and also that product the um the not wraps are also they're environmentally friendly because it's instead of using gift wrap and also it's a really nice shape to be able to just put really strong illustration on so they invited um, a couple of artists to design for that and now we've kind of gone on to do bigger packaging design for them so they've become a really important um, client for us yeah that's a huge client and they look amazing so colorful yeah. I was yeah. like wow <laughs> so I've seen your beautiful light boxes and that was put here at over Easter was it yeah so could you tell me a bit more about that and how you kind of collaborated with Cold Drop Shard on that project yeah again it was really fun to be invited to do the light boxes because we'd seen them also previously and we were always kind of like oh yeah that would be great for us to do so it's always quite nice then when you get invited to do the projects you'd quite like to be seen at and um we yeah I mean we approached it again with that kind of visibility at the fore of it which is why we kind of approached it with the photography so we looked through our archive of projects that we do and we basically put a lot of studio portraits of artists either with their work or modeling their work so we felt that that was kind of a really strong kind of story across the market yeah and they looked amazing with everything else that's going on here down in lower stable street um and then something else that I noticed on your Instagram, actually, is that you were featured or Into Art was featured in British Vogue. 
That is, I mean, that's huge. Could you tell me how that one came about? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I think it landed on our our sort of inbox on a a Friday evening and we were like, oh, yeah, these, you know, because sometimes you get invited to staff and like it doesn't come through. And we're like, yeah, let's not get too excited. But actually, it did. This is very good in your inbox. (laughs) You must be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was good. And I think also that whole campaign for British Vogue and the work that Sinead Burke and Edward Ennefel have been doing around that sort of equity for disability um, has been really really powerful and it got a lot of lot of traction in terms of the media as well so I think the main message from it was like yeah it's great to be on the pages of it but like what next you know it does need to kind of translate into changes not just within the fashion industry but how people who are disabled are perceived their their daily lives and just kind of yeah some changes happen yeah that there. photo I saw was just iconic it was amazing <laughs> such a powerful photo it's I love up it up in our studio I imagine yeah every day you're like yes love that love that we did that so we've spoken a bit about sort of the exhibitions and the collaborations but what goes on internally behind the scenes because I imagine there's a lot of work that you have to do that doesn't get shown so could you talk about some of the things that you do day to day to keep into art going yeah so the the I guess the structure is quite similar each day in the fact that we're open Monday to Friday and artists are in between 10 30 and 4 and we have a lunch break together so there's a kind of a structure but every day is different. So Monday is our younger artist doing the foundation program. Tuesday, we have artists working with a freelance practitioner coming in around lots of research and drawing. Um, Wednesday is more looking at kind of artists that have a painting practice. Thursday is a trifle studio day. And then Friday is a lot of the artists that have been with the collective for nearly kind of 16, 17 years. And they're working on exhibitions and things like that. So Lots of different things are happening. We might have visiting artists coming in, fashion designers, textile designers, ceramicists. So lots of things happening each day. Yeah, very busy studio. And is it based in Peckham Levels still? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. It's such a cool space in there as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's good because we've got on-site ceramics and all of these kind of different things. So it means we have more options for the artist to kind of make work it's a great creative hub there isn't it Mm. so a bit more of a personal one what do you think is one of the most rewarding parts of your job um it's a tricky one really because I think like you sort of naturally want to gravitate to going oh yeah like you know the successes that look really big and glossy like winning the awards and things like Vogue and stuff and that is really good because it does recognize artists and the main thing is is that for people to be seen and um but I think also the most rewarding thing is for us is just seeing the progression of each person so everybody's on their own journey so across those sort of 24 artists even if people are at the beginning of that journey seeing them progress and make those next steps is all you can ask for is kind of knowing that you're doing the best thing definitely yeah that must be so rewarding and flipping that what is challenging what's the most challenging part of your job would you say um I guess because we're a small team we're all spinning a lot of plates so you know my day can be you know I'm responsible for fundraising for raising all the money but also then curating and then also like making sure everybody's well-being and all of these things are cared for so spinning the plates is quite a challenge but I guess the main challenge outside of my own personal kind of day-to-day workload I guess is I think it's just still there's a lot of work to be done, you know, in terms of people with learnabilities, even, you know, being on the page of Vogue, 
you know, you can say, well, that's a success job done, but it's not. There's still so much more to be done. People kind of still seem, need to have that equity around everything they do in terms of when they step out their front door. So I think it's just a challenge to kind of keep pushing forward um, and knowing that, yeah, art might seem a bit of a glossy way to do it, but actually it can change things. We of believe. course, yeah, you're demonstrating that. And then reflecting back, what would you say is one of the biggest lesson or lessons since starting into art? Um, God, I mean, I think the main thing is, I mean, we were doing some training recently, actually. Um, and so we do train across the whole team. And I think although, you know, myself and Sam, who founded the organisation, you know, a couple of decades ago, you'd think you kind of, you stop learning, but you don't. And I think that's, you know, when we were doing the training and kind of learning stuff, I just think to know that you always have to learn and that you always like, and just to challenge yourself around where the knowledge is. And I think for us, it's kind of always knowing that we learn so much from the artists that we work with and that it always has to be led by those lived experiences. Otherwise, we're not doing anybody any justice. Really. Yeah, that's a lovely way to put it. Yeah, I think that relates to anyone. We're all still learning, aren't we? In whatever job you do, it's never yeah. kind of, oh, I've done it now. I'm fine. It's always there's always more to do or more to learn. So what are your future plans then for IntoArt? Do you have anything on the horizon coming up or is it just keep doing what you're doing so brilliantly? Um, well, yeah, I guess like 2025 is our 25th year. So I think now we're really planning for that. We want that to be a big moment and we want to kind of bring in some collaborations and we kind of want to have that as a kind of moment where we can be quite public. And so, yeah, that's what we're working towards now is 25 years. Yeah, it's so good that you set up in 2000 because then you can always work out the year really easily. <laughs> also for me, I'm terrible at math. So for me, I'm like, great, perfect. <laughs> And then this is a question that we ask each person that comes on the podcast. What is the one book or film or piece of art or exhibition that someone wanting, wanting to get into art should consume, in your opinion? It's a tricky oh, one, so oh. take your time to answer. I think it's probably harder for, like, artists, isn't it? Because there's just so much, like, so you're just splashing before your eyes, like, every piece of art you consume. Yeah, I mean, I think there are, I guess, like, it seems natural to kind of, for me to kind of choose an artist or artists that have learned disabilities because that's what I want to advocate for. But there's a really amazing band called St Station 17 and they're based in Germany and they do, they just, they just nail it. They've got, the music is great. The, the art direction is great. They make their own videos. So I would check out Station 17 because they are a really good band. Okay, that's added to my list. I'll yeah. check them out after this. <laughs> Perfect. And then I know there's been some beautiful photos of into our artists around Coldrop Shard and they're stunning. And we said earlier when you first got here, you've been here before you've seen it. What, what other places around here do you love? Is there a particular store or pop-up or it could be a market store that really caught your attention when you've been here previously? Yeah, I think it's fun. I mean, I come down here quite a bit, like with the family and stuff like that. And I think what's quite nice is when you have the market on and like sometimes you have a lot of the live music and stuff. So that for me is always quite good to kind of have that because anybody can access the kind of the music side of it. Um, I'm not sure if it really counts, but we also just really, I do really love all the botanical stuff, you know, like the um, the bird sanctuary over that. That probably doesn't even count in that counts <laughs> it's, all, it's all one place that it's counts yeah experience but yeah. yeah okay so just to finish where can people find into art online 
what's the best websites to go to or Instagram? Yeah, so our Instagram is where you can see things day to day. So that's the best place. That's into our underscore UK. And um, Trifle Studio is our design studio. And then into our is our main site. And then also we do have a shop, online shop, where we have a lot of our product as well on the Intuart website as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Ella, for coming on the podcast. Thank you.